dangerously close. My guest today is Tor Valenza. Tor, Solar Fred Valenza is the author and narrator of the Probably True Solar Stories podcast and the founder of Unthink Solar PR and Communications. Since founding Unthink Solar in 2009, Tor has represented top solar installers and manufacturers in the solar industry. Before using his communication skills to promote solar, Tor wrote for TV. Shows such as Stargate, Dharma and Greg, The Dead Zone, those are all cool shows, and developed many unproduced film scripts for major Hollywood studios and directors. These days, Tor's biggest fans are his middle school teacher wife and two cats who critique episodes by sleeping on his laptop's delete key. What's up, Tor? Hey, man. Thanks for having me. That's that's a pleasure to have you here, man. Uh, man, but you know, before we get too deep into the podcast and some of the the wackier questions that I am going to ask you, <laughs> oh please, I would like I'd like to just before we get there, uh, could you just uh describe uh probably true solar stories to me real quick? Yeah, so probably true solar stories tells the secret solar stories and about secret people that you've never heard of. And the reason is because they're all made up. Um, and the reason why I'm doing this is because there are over three and a half million solar installations in the U.S. alone. That's not the world. That's just in the U.S. alone. There are under there are over two hundred fifty-five thousand solar workers. It's, it's definitely increased. Um, recently because of new legislation. Um, and when you look at film and TV today, uh, there, you know, you never see solar on there unless it's some kind of sci-fi show or something like that. So um, the shows that I wanted to do, at least in season one, which just wrapped, it's just showing how solar can be a part of almost any genre. And so you know, I know, I know you've listened to, you know, a lot of the shows. And so there's a haunted solar house story. There's a, there's a superhero story, solar superhero story. Um, there's a heist story that's ongoing. Um, so, you know, sort of like that true crime genre. Um, so I, I really wanted to show that, you know, it's invisible in Hollywood, but it doesn't have to be. And so that's these these shows are are funny they're quirky um there's a winnie the pooh episode too i mean nice. so i'm really <laughs> going all over the place for season one season two is going to be a little more specific but um you know i i did want to show hollywood um that you can write about it in just like any episode i mean any yeah. kind of genre for instance they have no trouble uh showing they have no trouble putting suvs in every TV show because they're they're a fact of life, uh, you know, sadly. But you know, why it's so is solar power. So, sorry, and right. no offense to I actually I got some shit from some of my listeners for uh going <laughs> I did a an episode about some clean energy and I went pretty hard on SUV drivers and I got I I wouldn't say it was hate mail, but I got some some messages mm -hmm. from some people. So you know what, guys, drive drive what you want to drive, whatever. <laughs> yeah no it, it it's gonna change and speaking of that actually i don't know if you all saw the recent super bowl commercials but the one with will ferrell 
and Netflix. Um, you know, essentially Netflix is doing what I wanted to do for solar for electric vehicles from now on in all the movies and TV shows that it makes when it makes sense, they're just going to put EVs in there instead of um, regular SUVs. So, you know, that's, that's the way it should be. I mean, the, these are, they are transforming. That, uh, that, that explains a huge question to me. I did not watch the Super Bowl, so I didn't see the commercials. Uh, co-producer Colleen uh, did watch it, and she told, and I told her uh, what you do and all that stuff. And she was like, "Oh, ask him about the Super Bowl ad." And I was like, "What? Which one?" And she's like, "The clean energy one." And I was like, "Eh." <laughs> so yeah. thank you so much for bringing that up because that that clarifies it for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it it's pretty it's it's very cool. I mean, that's the way it should be, but. You know, today with solar, it's really, you know, not even as a background at a sitcom or, or anything else, do you see um, a solar power at home? So um, they should at least take that step. But, you know, what I'm trying to do is show them they can also be involved in plots and and characters and, and people who go solar as well as the installers. An interesting thing that uh, when I first started speaking with you uh, a couple of weeks ago, we were talking about you know, solar power being basically just invisible in television and movies, just they just don't show it in places where it's like definitely would be being used too. And I was like, yeah, I was like, that can't, you know, that can't be entirely. And I started trying to rack my brain of when have I, when do I ever see solar power? The only thing like at first, the only thing that popped up was the walking dead. Uh, right. There's a, they get to Alexandria for people that haven't seen the show. There's this, this little uh, community. They briefly build there where they're safe from the zombies and it's it's solar powered because it's you know there's no uh, electrical grid anymore. But then of course the zombies come busting in and bust up all their solar power. Yeah. <laughs> but that was the only example I could think of at the top of my yeah. head. <laughs> and and that's ironic in the sense that um, you know solar by you know the the oil and and fossil fuel um, lobbyists you know always are, is trying to portray it as being unreliable. Well. You know, when you have a disaster, what are they showing? I mean, it's solar power. And by the way, the satellites um, and the space station in, in that's that's floating above us right now, that's all solar powered. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and you know, even the even the Chinese when they want to uh, invade us with a balloon, um, that that too was solar powered. The the spy balloon was was so. I mean, solar is a very reliable technology, and yet in in the other movies that it's been in is like The Martian. Yeah, know, when, yeah, when yeah, Matt, yeah. Matt Damon is is uh, stranded there. Um, there's an old movie, uh, an old James Bond movie, The Man with the Golden Gun, which has is is around solar power in the sense that he's chasing after um, this technology that this assassin has uh, stolen, I guess, and is going to which, use. Which bond is that? That's the man with the golden gun. Oh, no, I mean, uh, which which guy oh, is which it? bond? Is that it's like Roger Moore? It's Roger, oh, Roger Moore. Oh, often yeah. considered the best uh, by a lot of people. He's considered the best James Bond. He's yeah. not my favorite, but I mean, my favorite's dumb. Is who? Oh, my favorite. I, I honestly, I'm a Daniel Craig guy. I know that's a lot of people no. kind of find that like a little tacky, but. I just... No, I I think he's done a great job too. I, I I like Sean Connery a lot. I've gone back. I mean, yeah, I've been watching them since I was a kid and on reruns and things like that. And um, anyway, they they do 
a great job. But in, in general, you know, even when it is portrayed, it's not portrayed accurately, or, you know, not in the real here now. And, you know, again, there's a lot um, that it can do, um, including there's battery storage. So it can work at night. You know, that's the other thing that, that people say it can't. Well, that's not true anymore. Yeah. Um, well, it wasn't true a long time ago. They used to have lead acid batteries that they, they hooked up to. Now it's all going to lithium ion and many other um, ways to store energy. So um, yeah, in, in general, you know, Hollywood hasn't been very interested in it and I get it except in the sense that it's now transforming our lives just the way that EVs are transforming our lives. And, um, you know, the same, the same way that the other analogy that I, that I like to put this to is um, in the 1900s, um, cars and silent films kind of grew up at the same time. And yeah. so when you see silent films, there are a lot of horses and buggies, but there's also all these car stories, again, that are being promoted by films and people going to films are seeing this and they're going like, oh yeah, well, there's some breakdowns and challenging, but yeah, that looks cool. And that pretty lady is learning to drive a car. And the other fun thing about that era is that that was before um, women had the right to vote in the 1920s. 1920 is when that happened. So the car scenarios were all about women independence um, for, oh, cool. for that. So that was really cool. Yeah. But um, the same thing with um, cell phones in the 1990s at the, the same thing that's happening to solar right now, which is that it's coming down in price. It's getting affordable for everybody. Cell phones were, used to be for the rich and, you know, it was this big bulky thing. And then they got slimmed down. Your technology got less expensive. And then you started seeing like Jerry Maguire in, uh, you know, that famous scene of him going, show me the money, you know, and he's screaming into the cell phone and the whole matrix is all built around yeah. in some ways, cell phone technology <laughs> going around. So we need this pop culture moment in order for solar to also accelerate its adoption. It's going to happen anyway, because we have to, um, but in terms of consumers wanting to do it um, faster, you know, the, the, when I first started out in the business, it was, it was in 2009, people were starting to get interested in solar, but they wouldn't get a quote. It was hard for them to act, to care about getting them a quote. So, you know, I think that's the key to good promotions and marketing and everything is to make people care to see why it's relevant to their lives. And I think contextually, when you put solar into a fictional story, that helps a lot of people because they just think it's cool or they yeah. want to show that things solving their problems in the same way in terms of energy. You just dawned another movie on me that has it has a solar power aspect. You never see the solar power. But when you said The Matrix, the reason that human beings are right. being used as batteries by the machines is because they were originally solar powered and uh, the humans used nuclear weapons to create enough of a, of a nuclear fallout, uh, nuclear winter to blot out the sun so that the right. machines couldn't solar power. So, all right. Right. <laughs> so, I mean, right. but hey, what a great argument for solar. You know, if they yeah. hadn't done that, we would, they wouldn't have need pe needed people. Uh, yeah. As you said before, man, like clean energy. And I know you just touched on this a couple of times, but just like maybe to get a little more in depth. Sure. Uh, clean energy is nearly invisible in film and television. 
And before I immediately jump to the most nefarious conclusions, which um, <laughs> I, it's in my nature to do, uh, do you possibly have some more reasonable explanations for that? Besides me just sitting here saying that Exxon Mobil is behind, you know, that the, there's an evil man behind a desk tapping his fingers yes. saying, keep, yes. the, keep the solar power out of the television. Right. <laughs> well, sadly, you're right. No, Damn I'm it. kidding. <laughs> um, it seems like no, a Mr. Burns yeah, thing to do. <laughs> I, I, I do think that um, there is definitely a learning curve about it. So, you know, cell phones, everybody can have a cell phone but not everybody can go solar. And so I think, you know, there are only so many Hollywood writers. And again, I was one of them, but um, the, you know, people are, you know, if they're not familiar with it, like you're familiar with a cell phone because you start using it all the time. If, you know, you're, you're one of the Holly, you know, again, we're still in the early adopter stage. We're getting into the early majority, but we're not mainstream yet, which is again, why I'm, I'm doing this, at least on the residential side, on the utility side, it is the number one um, new source of energy for utilities. In other words, when utilities are thinking, should I create another gas plant, a coal plant, um, which is definitely they're not doing, but gas plant or nuclear plant or go or solar or wind plant, Solar is the first choice. It's the least expensive and everything else. So it's mainstream there. But now you got to think, okay, I'm a Hollywood writer. Um, I'm a TV writer. What does that have to do with, you know, real life? Why, why yeah. should I care again about yeah. that? So I, I do think that they do need to get more, you know, the writers need to get more educated about that. And in 2014-ish, 2015-ish, I tried to make that happen. And I went to the Writers Guild and I said, um, hey, ex-Writers Guild member here. Um, I'm now uh, a solar PR person. And I just want to educate the writers ab about solar. Can I write an article? Can I do, you know, how can I educate more writers about solar so that they can start thinking about this? Yeah. And sadly, you know, the Guild just said, look, we just don't do that type of thing. So <laughs> don't you know what kind I mean I yeah I'm, I'm I mean, sorry it, I don't want to interrupt like, I'm like I feel like don't do what type of thing you guys don't like don't they, represent uh, energy sources yes you do <laughs> yeah they said I could buy an advertisement in the magazine oh my god um, but you know which what would I be doing I'd be I guess I'd be advertising for a course to teach writers about solar energy which would be good but um you know that didn't seem that you know i didn't want to spend the money and, i mean but, I, here here's a here's a perfectly simple how many times has there been a shootout in a uh let's say like in an oil refinery or a, an electrical plant of some sort that's not solar or whatever or the the water like the water company you know they're underground because it's it's easy to get places like that to film yeah and there's like yeah. a shootout why don't you just make the shootout in a solar farm why not right like, there and problem solved <laughs> yeah well again it, it it is in a way in the in the sense that um you know if you the more people see it the more they see it as part of their lives and the more they want yeah. to i mean you know not every again not everybody can go solar because they live in an apartment building but there's things called community solar which is where 
you can get your bill credited as if it were on your roof, but it's it, you're actually just taking up the energy um, that's part of an offsite um, solar farm that's in your in your neighborhood, yeah. and you get a discount off of that too. You don't. It's not the same in the sense that you get a hundred percent off like you do if it's on your roof, but you'll get you'll save you know anywhere between fifteen and twenty percent typically, depending on yeah. the community solar program. Um, so, yeah, I mean. I'm all for solar being in the background as long as it's in the background. <laughs> yeah. And I, I think that, um, you know, more people have to, again, be adopting it in the sense of more, more writers and more producers who say, you know, gee, it, it's so great for me. Um, let's, let's, let's see if we can develop a story around it. I think in general, because, you know, if it bleeds, it leads type of thing. If if they're doing something about solar, it's usually, you know, again in about the cli a climate change story of of some yeah. sort of a climate disaster and things like that, and I think climate stories basically depress people. <laughs> is my <laughs> is my feeling, like people like, yeah, don't... the day after tomorrow. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, zombie 2012. and climate. <laughs> yeah, the, 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 you know people kind of know i think now that climate change is real and of course you know we're seeing all these terrible floods and all the other things the heat waves and the droughts that are going on and they just don't want to think about them and i get that so you know my message by doing probably true solar stories is um well let's show solutions let's just show solar working and how it is already part of a lot of people's lives again three and a half million installations um, and the other thing that it does is it shows people who are thinking about transitioning to the solar industry. It gives them a context um, and, and an education in a, in a again in a story based way about solar. So, you know, for example, um, again, I, I wanted to show a, a genre. The um, did you get a chance to listen to the um, solar superhero story? I didn't actually, I was just about to ask you, uh, I don't know if this is if your favorite, but I was just going to ask you if you'd be willing to pick out one of your uh, storylines from possibly true uh, solar stories and say that it, if you have a favorite and share uh, what it was about, it doesn't, I mean, yeah. it doesn't, it doesn't have to be your favorite if you don't, if you don't quantify things that way, but. Well, uh, <laughs> that's kind of an easy one in the sense that, um, and again, this one is educational, but it's more on the utility side of things, but it's called the solar heist or how I got into the solar business. So this is a series. Um, I'm doing three episodes per season, and it's about a large scale solar developer, utility scale developer who gets his, con his, his solar panels confiscated um, by customs. Now, a lot of solar panels uh, manufacturing is ramping up here in the US in a big way thanks to the um uh inflation recovery reduction act uh, yeah, yeah. the IRA um yeah. but uh you know right now the majority still come from asia you know it's, it's china and uh, vietnam and and a lot of other places there is a law a real law that says you can't make you can't import solar panels with forced that were made with forced labor, which is a good thing. That's a good law. <laughs> That's a good law. Yeah. Um, but this this uh, solar developer um, imports again what he thinks are ethically 
you know, manufactured ones, but they got switched by his importer. Okay. Um, and so through no fault of his own, his, his panels get confiscated and now he's going to lose millions of dollars because he can't build his, his farm. Yeah. And so he goes to a guy who knows a guy to try to liberate his panels um, from the customs warehouse. And so it becomes a heist kind of movie or whatever podcast. Um, and of course, like any good heist story, things go wrong. Yeah. Um, but he gets by, by the end of episode two, he gets his solar panels and he forms a kind of a friendship with the, the thief who happens to be his neighbor. And that's very coincidental, but we'll, we'll see how that it may not turn out to be. <laughs> I, I love it. I absolutely love it. That's I'm yeah. glad you picked that one because it's it's cool on so many levels. And yeah, and I love that it's a heist. I'm 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 super into heist stuff. I think yeah. maybe I think one of my top in my top ten movies has got to be the movie Heat. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh man, this yeah. oh how cool would it be to remake Heat now, but with uh solar panels? And you wouldn't have to change the name because you know solar... <laughs> actually, you know what this uh. I, I wanted to ask you this, just like uh, just kind of a fun question, because I sure. we had we had discussed earlier uh, some of these uh, some of these lobbyists and some of these politicians who are. Uh, well, I'm going to make the solar lobbyist movie, by the way, one of oh. these days. But I mean, not movies. Gosh, I keep <laughs> saying movie. I want it to be in the movie uh, podcast uh, episode. They'll be, they'll definitely be one of those stories too. Well, I tell you, yeah, these people they they deserve all the ridicule uh, that <laughs> they can get because they are. They're bad people. But uh, anyway, I just didn't want to like, I didn't want to jump right into this, but you know, we, we got to talk about these guys before we do though. I just want to, let's go on a bright note right now and then we'll go and we're going to listen to this, uh, the Senator from Wyoming uh, who's gotten, he's made a lot of uh, waves. But before that, I just wanted to ask you just for your personal opinion, what do you think is the best depiction of solar power in a movie or television that you've seen? Yeah. I mean, again, most of them are sci-fi. So um, that, yeah, there, there's a movie called Cool Runnings um, that was in the '90s, and that was cool. Do you mean the was, the Jamaican bobsled no, team? No, no, no. Yeah, you're right. I'm I'm mixing them up. Um, I was shoot. like, I don't remember there being any solar power in Cool no, Runnings. It's it's uh it's about a solar car race. Um, oh, cool. These university. So I think that was a good depiction of it, and I can barely remember it now. I should have. I, sh I probably should have watched it again. Was that this, was that uh, a documentary or a? No, no, no. It was a it was a fictional thing based on a true story. Okay, because yeah, I remember um, the the true story. Vaguely. Yeah, every every year in Australia they have a solar ca powered car race, and this was about a a university that goes over there and and uh, you know it's sort of like cool rendings in a way, but um, yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, it's it's the same same plot thing it wouldn't but, be hard to find guys if you want to watch the movie just google all the keywords you just said solar power race australia movie <laughs> or yeah we um, could just google it i mean we're acting yeah. like we don't have phones right now <laughs> <laughs> the other thing that i like is um again the martian i think just because solar power does save the guy's life in a way yeah. um so and it's very it's it's integral to the plot so yeah, you know, I, I, think I really yeah, and I like the, the there's, there's a lot of cleverness in that movie. That was cool, like yeah. how he's able to like continue to grow crops or enough to survive. However long, what was he there like six months? It was that was a good movie? Yeah, I, I it 
it was well, the book was great too. I mean, I, I definitely recommend the book as well. Bravo um, the Martian. <laughs> Bravo the Martian. Forget it. Man, I'm too tired to finish this interview. I'm just kidding. I'm not tired at all. In fact, I have a ton of energy. Not only that, I'm full of natural energy. Yep, the days of Mountain Dew and ramen noodles for breakfast are over. I'm putting those days behind me. Maybe. Maybe not. I don't know. It depends. That's not the point. The point is, I've been starting my days with a shot of Magic Mind. What's Magic Mind? I assume you just asked. If you're like me, you probably sometimes start your day with a little too much caffeine, or eat a garbage breakfast, or just don't generally feel a ton of motivation every morning. So, I started drinking these green shots in the mornings, and they helped me get in the right state of mind for a productive day. I usually drink them before my morning workout or a bike ride and get a good little boost. You know, I've already found a million great ways to give myself anxiety without adding a pot of coffee to it. So the ingredients in Magic Mind are a great alternative for me. Magic Mind's got matcha, which contains way less caffeine than coffee and also contains additional compounds called catechins that extend the benefits of caffeine by slowing your body's ability to absorb it, as well as a compound called L-theanine that reduces stress. It's got a Bacopa monieri, I think I pronounced that right, a nootropic that improves your attention span, your ability to process and learn new information, and your memory, ashwagandha, an adaptogen that reduces stress and anxiety, and rhodiola rosea, a nootropic and an adaptogen that reduces fatigue, anxiety, and increases your body's resistance. It's got lion's mane and cordyceps, so I totally recommend you go to magicmind.co forward slash my views are my own and use promo code my views for up to 56% off your order. Also, if you're stuck in traffic while you're listening to this podcast, don't forget to roll down your window and yell, hey, hey, at the person beside you and tell them magicmind.co forward slash my views are my own promo code my views. They'll know what you're talking about. We're going to now hear a word from the opposition. I picked this person specifically because he gets quoted. He get, well, first of all, because he gets quoted. Oh, sorry, sorry. Did you find the movie? I did. I did. Okay. What's it called? It's called It's called Race the Sun. You know what? I never would have guessed it, but I have heard the name of that movie. Yeah. All right, guys. And Race the Sun. Check it out. Race the Sun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Our, let's sorry. let's get depressed. No, I'm just kidding. We're not doing that. We're we're actually we're going to criticize this guy and what he has to say. Um, Anyway, like I said, I selected this guy because at first I said because he's been quoted in, and then I realized that's not the po- the point is that he has been quoted in just ad nauseum. Uh, he he wrote this op ed for um, the Washington Times, which is someplace where really barely almost nobody would read it. But what mm. the problem is is people like Tucker Carlson, uh, sure. Alex Jones, maybe I'm not even sure, but definitely Tucker Carlson, uh, Sean Hannity, those types of that ilk pick it up. And then they treat it like news and they they report with right. this guy. This guy is literally it's an op ed. So it's just his opinion, uh, if even that. I mean, he this probably was scripted for him by a coal uh, company. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so because he's uh, he's in uh, before we go into this, this is uh, Senator Barrasso, Senator Barasshole from uh, Wyoming, Wyoming. And he, and he if, uh, for people that don't know, this is actually some pretty good uh, background information. Wyoming is the largest producing state of coal. He essentially works yeah. for the coal industry. He doesn't work for the people of Wyoming. He doesn't work for the people of the United States, in my in my opinion. But you know what? This is his opinion, what we're about to read. And I'm just 
uh, and I'm, oh, I'm not putting myself. <laughs> well, what I thought would be fair is for you to take on maybe some of the science aspects of this. And sure. I can take the heat of saying, you know, the thing I, I say some outlandish insulting shit on here about politicians and you don't have to do that if you don't want to, but feel free if you would like to, <laughs> uh, um, let's go. To... <laughs> yeah. I'll just read you the, the, the uh, yeah, read it. No. this is, this is the, uh, headline, uh, Barrasso op-ed president Biden's misguided energy transition by U.S. Senator John Brassel. <clears throat> let's go ahead and get, let's just get the first two uh, paragraphs out of the way and we'll see where we stand. Uh, Brassel wrote, President Biden's push for an incredible transition in energy has taken us from energy dominance to record inflation and sky-high energy prices. It's weakening our economy and hurting our families. America and the world can't allow an energy transition that chokes off U.S. energy production. By now, it ought to be obvious, even to Democrats, that we need more, not less, American energy. Any thoughts in, on his opening salvo? Yeah. Um, number one, the IRA, the Inflation Reduction Act, um, has caused, has, has, uh, I just shared this headline somewhere, and I, I gotta find it, but I wish I'd, I wish you told me about this article before I would have I'm had so sorry right in I... front of me. But it, essentially it has created um more jobs in the last year um than any other sector uh in in the economy. So um so in terms of hurting the economy, it's 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 not, or in hurting jobs or anything like that, um it's creating new jobs. And again, you know, the projection is by 2030, um we need uh, 700,000 more workers in yeah. clean energy. So again, if there's anybody listening, who's thinking about, um, you know, getting it, using your skills, your current skills for clean energy, there's a lot, you know, again, in my world, every, everything I see on LinkedIn is we're hiring, we're hiring, we're hiring, or I got a new job. I got a new job. I got a new job. They so, really yeah. need um, <laughs> people up and down from sales. And it's just, yeah, you're going to have to re get retrained, but definitely you will. Um, and in, in terms of energy prices, again, there's there's this little thing called Ukraine. I don't know if you, there's, a, there's a war there. I've um, heard of that. Yeah, yeah. And I hear it's affecting uh, energy prices and, and among many other things. Um, I think we're still in the... Uh, the last, well, COVID is still a thing, especially in China right now. So that's, that's again, like it or not, people, we a long time ago wanted cheap goods. And so we decided to manufacture a lot of things in China So and Asia. So when those Asian companies start to shut down, that means our products and services shut down. And that means that raises prices. That's economics. So um, anyway, he was very general. I was trying to be as specific as possible. Absolutely. Um, but well, I mean, and also, I apologize profusely for not sending you this uh, guy's op-ed. Just didn't even dawn on me. I just thought, I thought, hey, this this will this guy. This, well, I figured he'll be pretty easy to tear apart because most of this is just blatant lies. I mean, the first two paragraphs, yeah. what did it contain? Four lies and four sentences. Yeah. <laughs> and also, I mean, he might as well have just said, "I am given millions of dollars a year by the coal industry mm -hmm. to continue." digging coal out of the ground and to yeah. 
uh, do whatever I can to hamstring any kind of clean energy. It's, he might as well have now, just said that. <laughs> now, now let's let's give him again. He represents, like you said, one of the largest coal making states. And again, not a lot of people there. Um, I think there's under a million. But um, yeah, a lot of those jobs are tied to coal, and he's trying to preserve, you know, his his constituents' you know regular jobs. The thing is that again you know if you believe in a free economy you know we we didn't preserve the horse and buggy industry when we got yeah. cars and again your landline if you, i don't know if you have a landline at home but you know many people don't anymore and we didn't preserve you know those jobs either they transitioned all right well, um, we're not going to we're not going to uh we're not going to cuz this guy might go on for a long time but let's let's give him a couple more paragraphs let's see where he's at sure and uh let's see what you have to say um and obviously, like you don't have to have all the facts and figures in front of you, you know, to okay, because he's, I'm guaranteeing you, he's pulling most of this out of his ass. the The Energy Information Administration anticipates that U.S. energy demand will keep rising for decades. Worldwide energy use will grow nearly fifty percent by 2050. Instead of debating which energy sources to phase out, Washington should be focused on how to meet the growing demand with reliable, affordable, and clean American energy. Why is he saying clean? I think he doesn't know yeah. what clean means. One fact no. is clear. The United States is a model for clean energy production. If we want to address the need in an environmentally responsible way, America must lead. All right. It seems like he's gone off the rails right there. He's taking a left turn. Do you have yeah. any thoughts on where the hell that came from? Well. <laughs> oh, I see. Um, Natural gas. That's what he's coming at. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, and I don't know why conservatives love nuclear so much and we can get into that, but you know, um, in terms of natural gas, it is cleaner than coal. However, it is again, still creates a lot of methane. Um, so it is not clean. And methane is one of the most powerful greenhouse gases um, in the short term. It does dissipate um, after a while. I mean, after a short while, but in the, in the, in the, in, in the short run, it's very, very harmful to uh, global warming. He is correct in the sense that our demand for electricity is going to uh, rise uh, dramatically because everything's going electric. And he is right that, you know, it should be all powered by clean energy. He just doesn't have the right definition of what clean energy means. Um, and to me, existing nuclear is fine. New nuclear has still not proven itself to be cost effective. We have not produced a new nuclear plant in the United States on budget um, and safely in 30 or 40 years. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, until they prove themselves, you know, that's fine, but we still have a waste issue as well. So where do we, you know, put put the waste that has to be stored for 500 years. So, you know, there's another yeah. kind of nuclear power that starts from the sun and that goes directly. <laughs> <laughs> who, that, that is all fusion. If, if, yeah. if, if only there was a power source that yeah. could reduce our dependence on petro states that are causing terror and war. And if only there yeah. was a nuclear power source that we didn't have to take the nuclear waste and dump into the ocean if, actually you know if you don't mind man that i want to cool. i want to if i could do a, a clunky analogy uh sure. just that i feel like illustrates what he just said and that's okay. this he's saying you know uh let's say 
that people like a bunch of people start becoming vegetarians suddenly. Let's say there's a massive rise in vegetarians. And so there's <laughs> sudden there's suddenly a much greater demand for broccoli and carrots. Mm. And so we're going to mm. need a lot more land to grow the broccoli and the carrots. Yes. But here's the thing. Since we're not grazing the cows anymore, this insanely that takes so much more land, so much more energy. You have to grow so much more plant life to feed the cows. You're not doing, you're not doing cattle ranches. Now you're doing broccoli and carrot farms. You, you see what I'm saying? It's a clunky analogy, but it's basically, yeah. he's, he's making a, he's making a, a really weird turn there by saying that the energy, like the fact that we're going to need all this is we're going to continue to need his coal as opposed to mm-hmm. a, right. a solar farm. They're they're not a one to one comparison. They're not even in the same ballpark. So right I- <laughs> for 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 the record, I think that you know anybody who's in a current you know fossil fuel energy job, I, I think they should get um, definitely some type of you know transition money and um, and and training for whatever they want to do. It doesn't have to be clean energy. So I'm very much for that. That was part of the Green New Deal, which conservatives hate and yet they were trying to support you know again through the these people transitioning to some other career secondly you know i'll, I'll drop another term for everybody called agrovoltaics mm-hmm. and there is some controversy again which i will be writing about in a in a story context well, um could you could you re- repeat that term agrovoltaics or agrivoltaics i think it's agrivoltaics okay I just I I, so, I didn't quite uh, catch it the first time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so there's the the typical term term photo photovoltaics, and then there's the term uh, agriculture, and they've kind of meshed that together because um, there is some controversy about farmers who are um, reluctant to give up their land for you know putting solar panels on there, and um, for those people that want to continue farming and everything else and get a steady income from solar panel production, uh, not solar panel production, but solar production, solar energy production, um, they can now collate, co-locate broccoli um, for, as one example, but soy and all these other things now with that, that are growing underneath the solar panels. And the, you know, these studies are are happening now that are showing it's a it's a benefit. You don't get as much solar power out of it in the yeah. sense that you know you have to have room to um still get your tractors in there to to pull up the crops and things like that. Yeah. But you you can have them co-located. So again, the world is transitioning and changing to these things that we never thought possible um, of growing, you know, clean energy and broccoli on the same plot of land that sounds utopian <laughs> I, you know i hate to say this because uh i i love everything you just said i love so much but we're still going to continue to give uh senator barrasso his chance to say okay, a, a couple more things because he, he's getting to it he's getting very close to his point and also we kind of have to we have to take into consideration that he's not just one you know nut in in uh washington that's saying this stuff he's also you know, this is getting picked up on the airwaves by uh, Tucker Carlson, the most watched cable show <sighs> in America. Yeah. So yeah. millions and millions and millions of people are, are getting this, this you know, this op-ed regurgitated to them as though it was facts and news and science. So let's hear, hear I think we're really getting to the, 
to kind of the meat of what he really wanted to say anyway. Uh, and okay. also looks like we see a bunch of uh, fibs too. Uh, American oil production also is much cleaner than in other countries. Okay. The amount of gas flaring per barrel produced in the United, in the United States is among the lowest in the world. It is 18 times lower than in Venezuela and seven times lower than in Iran. Both are countries the Biden administration is in negotiations with to lift sanctions. It makes no sense to encourage less environmentally responsible oil production abroad while killing production at home. I personally have a lot of problems with that, but do you want to take a swing? Yeah. Well, my my first thing is that this is one of those typical, you know, comments that I can bring back to childhood in in the sense that, you know, if your friend is going to jump off a bridge or are you going to, you know, follow him <laughs> yeah. and, and, you know, climate change is, is affecting everybody. So, you know, just because they're, those bad actors are, are doing what they're doing doesn't mean that we should give ourselves a free pass. We should lead. And again, this, this goes into to politics, but you know, why are they trying to lift um, the, the sanctions against Venezuela? And what well, they're not doing for Iran for sure. Not until they, yeah, you know, drop their nuclear program, but um, because Republicans are pressuring, you know, Biden on the price of oil, and yeah. so again, which we instead of just doubling down on, well, we shouldn't be having these oil wars anymore. We should be just be, you know, creating clean power here with wind, solar, and and battery storage. So that's my that's my first reaction. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm I'm not going to go too deep into it, but I mean, I just feel like. You, you can just kind of catch him in a couple flat out lies in that in that one sentence. Uh, so but yeah, you can also I mean, you know, some of it's just like a, it's not necessarily a lie, but it's a it's a weird way to say the truth is to say that American oil production is cleaner than other countries. Oh, what yeah. does that mean? Why is that relevant? It's still yeah. we're talking about carbon emissions. We're not talking about right. like, OK, so we have less accidents at our refineries, less fires. What does that mean? That that doesn't matter. That's not the point. The point no. here is solar energy, and that's the thing with these guys. They're always trying to ob obfuscate the point. Everything, right. everything at an angle. Uh, yeah. And I think right here we're gonna go ahead and get to this is why he wrote this op-ed. Okay. <laughs> tell me, tell me, tell me. America's coal is secure and plentiful, <sighs> especially in Wyoming, where all of my donors are. Who oh, he didn't say that, but you know, read between right. the lines. We need to make sure America is the leader on carbon capture and storage. Sorry, carbon capture and storage technologies to make this vital resource as clean as we can, as fast as we can, and we must do it without raising costs for the consumer. Ah, oh, so close to you know. It's weird when people like almost get the point. They're almost there because I will agree. Uh, we do need to work on carbon capture. We do need to work on these technologies, but. More importantly, we need to be reducing the carbon emissions. It's there's so much there's all this uh, what I believe to be magical thinking amongst uh, fossil fuel industries and the conservatives yeah. that they have bought, and that will that we will we will sci-fi our way out of this. That yeah. we'll be able to we'll be able to siphon all the water out from underneath the glaciers, and they'll stop shifting, and we'll be we'll be able to ca carbon capture everything we burn. Yeah. We're not there technologically. I'm sorry. I didn't no. mean to go off on my soapbox. Uh, you want to take a, no. a swing at that uh, last little yeah. statement? <laughs> there, There is still no 
cost-effective, um, actually working carbon capture system at this point that yeah. is, <laughs> you know, th that will capture all the carbon that a coal plant, you know, builds, I mean, burns and stores it in the ground. It just, it doesn't exist. Um, they do have technology right now that is helping a little bit, but it's still as dirty as, as anything. And it's it just increasing the problem. And it's the, 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 again, the technology that exists now is so expensive that again, it doesn't make it cost effective. And so that's why utilities who are, again, not building any more coal plants are saying, well, what's the next cheapest form of energy? Cause that's what we got to do for our shareholders and our customers. Well, it's solar and wind. Um, so uh, yeah, he's he's doing some a lot of wishful thinking there because uh, it just doesn't make sense, financial sense. And sadly, that's what, again, drives the decisions that many of our politicians make. It's it's all about cost. So again, that's, that's good for in our case because the cost has come down so much. I mean, solar. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to be uh, uh, transparent here. I'm going to skip over a couple paragraphs because I skimmed them already. This is basically the part where he says that uh, Joe Biden made gas expensive. The reason that when you know you're hurting at the gas pump, you're hurting at the gas pump because Joe Biden's making you hurt at the gas pump. And right. it, look, we, we don't need to hash that out. I'm we're yeah, not going to we waste don't. we're not going to waste any of our time on this podcast talking about Joe Biden made the the gas expensive. If that's what you believe, that's what you believe. You know, we're not bless you. It, <laughs> I, don't, I can't believe you're even on this listening this far in. But we're going to go ahead and just let him tie it up for us here. In a world so desperate for more energy, the last thing we need is an expensive and unachievable transition. Europe's tried that, and it has been a disaster. Instead of trying to replace one source of energy with another, we need to encourage additional domestic production from a range of sources that includes natural gas, coal, of course, nuclear, and then he, I guess, throws us a bone here at the end with hydropower, wind, and solar. It's yeah. good for America, and it's good for the world. Thank you, John Barasshole. All right, man, what do you think about the way he uh, tied well, that together the, with a little bow? <laughs> yeah, that's the old uh, all of the above um, talking point that, that the Republicans have, have always done. And it sounds fair, but again, it does not address, address climate change, which, again, he has not. That's that's the thing about I think Republicans. They're very short-term thinkers in many ways. They just want whatever they want now. Yeah. They're they're not, you know, I don't know if you know about that study about eating, you know, eating the marshmallow. Like if you save the marshmallow, it, it's too too complex to go. Look, look it up. <laughs> it's about kids eating marshmallows and saving marshmallows. Yeah. And they, they grow up um later in life, the the ones that save the marshmallows to um be much more productive. Um, oh yes, no, I, I know that. I know that study. And yeah, they're they're long term thinkers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, um, I'm I'm familiar with that psychological study. Yeah, it's uh, but we won't go into that. I totally no, for let's sure. Not, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. All right, uh, so but then uh, sorry. Oh, I was just gonna say sorry for uh, just kind of ambushing you with a uh, that op ed from that senator. But I just kind of thought like, hey, let's let's let the opposition have their have their yeah. say. And I mean, that was goddamn a softball every minute because half of what he said wasn't true. And if it wasn't true, it was just off off the mark or, yeah. you know, just basically a, a deflection. Uh, let but me take, like, Let me take a break here to just 
pump a, a former guest that you just had yeah. on Nathaniel Stinnett. Um, oh yeah. I love Nathaniel. From the, yeah. And um, what his organization, again, please listen to that podcast. The most important thing you can do to fight climate change right now is to vote for, you know, again, advocates for clean energy and, and the environment. Um, so please vote. Yeah. Uh, I, oh, do you recall what uh what i titled that episode it's it's brand it's new it's only a couple of weeks old it's like uh anyway yeah nathaniel stinnett it's a couple episodes ago it's called the uh, environmental voter project with nathaniel yeah, stinnett that's yeah that's the name of his organization the environmental voter project very yeah. cool his whole mission is to go out find non-voters that are ecologically motivated and turn them into voters people that vote along ecological uh lines that's their that's what they vote for, you know, just like the same way yeah. some people only vote for one topic. So uh, doing good work out there. Uh, but yeah, Sorry. man, going back to <laughs> while we're talking about American politics and John Barrasso and all that, you know, it's been said before. Uh, American politics is just Hollywood for the ugly and talentless. And <laughs> like we just said, <laughs> senators are often bought and paid for by the fossil fuel industry. Media is going to have to play an important role in clean energy education. Can you explain how uh, infusing solar into film and television will help the adoption of solar power and workforce development? Some of the things that you might uh, otherwise rely on government to do. Yeah. Um, And and I think that goes back to, I guess I got a little ahead of myself that, um, again, we've seen examples of that in history with um, car adoption, you know, being... uh, accelerated by silent movies uh, back in the day and by cell phones again being shown in you know the 90s more and more and all these plots that are dealing with cell phones and again what happened things exploded we have in all of our brains and this is i know from my marketing head are what's called mirror neurons you know from the moment that we are born if you stick your tongue out at your infant they will also stick their tongue out it's it's they they like we liked we learn by copying by seeing things yeah and so when we see a movie um and we feel scared or we feel excited or whatever whatever's happening by watching a film and everything we are kind of picturing ourselves in that character and so when you have um people when you have plots and movies and everything that show um, people using solar power or having solar power jobs and things like that, we kind of imagine ourselves in those situations in in the back of our heads. And so that's what we need in to make it quote unquote normal. So I love GM for putting all their electric vehicles now into Netflix productions when it makes sense. Yeah. Um, again, that makes it more normal. And then you as a viewer, you know, like I said in the beginning, um, people are advocates of solar, but what's going to make them go out and get a quote to see if it's right for them. And if it's not right for them, you don't do it. But, you know, you can at least get a quote to see if it is. And one of those um, igniting things could be that you see a movie or hear a story or a podcast or read a book that involves solar power and go like, yeah, let me call an installer. Let me get three quotes. And by the way, see three quotes. Um, the other thing about my 
podcast is that in the show notes, I always give you true solar takeaways. So it, it takes the bits out of every fictional story. Um, and these are fantastical stories. I mean, let me, let me tell you. Yeah. And it, it gives you, you know, what, what, what's true about it. What, what are the contextual things? So like, for example, the, um, the, the solar superhero story is about a solar superhero who comes from the sun and all he's doing is trying to fight climate change by installing solar every 60 seconds. One of the true, uh, truisms out of that is that a solar farm or not a solar farm, um, a solar installation does get installed every 60 seconds in the U S I mean, throughout the, the U S you know, every, every day it's going that fast. And, and in this episode, it really isn't about it. It's about how he's trying to fight climate change, but there's a lot of permitting issues. And so this is an education about getting through all the red tape of installing solar today. And there's a lot of it. Yeah. And he's trying to join the super league because it absolves him from all the permitting things and he can just get shit done a lot faster. Um, but it's, you know, you, you see all the superpowers and there's a lot of funny uh, moments in there because he's basically auditioning for becoming a superhero, but he really, he just wants to be absolved from all the permitting problems. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, so. it's also going back just a few minutes to what you were saying too, like, you know, the, the, the power of something you seeing something in television or movies. Yeah. Movies, I think specifically, especially because they're, they're an older art form and they're, and they're bigger, you know, and they, they have big yeah. effects on you. I, I don't, I want to add a little thing. I don't know if, I hope this buttresses your, uh, your standpoint. It might not, but I just, it, you're making me think of when I, I was in, when I was in Cub Scouts, I saw mm -hmm. the, the Ninja Turtles movie, the original Ninja Turtles movie for the first time. It was like a big yeah. Cub Scout thing. They got the whole Cub Scout troop together and watched it. And right. there's a scene where Donatello is uh, skateboarding in the sewer. Mm -hmm. And in my mind, man, I was like, that's, that is what I want. Like, <laughs> I want that. Right. And immediately went to my mom begged her i was like i have to have a skateboard like i have to be i wanted that i didn't ask her for a, a katana i didn't ask for nunchucks i didn't ask for size i didn't <laughs> ask for a bow staff i wanted the fucking skateboard and the thing is it just so happened for me that really stuck you know stuck it, it was a good right. support for me and decades late decades and decades later man you know, i'm going skateboarding tomorrow i'm a grown-ass man <laughs> like i've torn both my mcl but you know, what if I had never seen that movie? What if I'd never seen Donatello skateboarding? You know? Yeah. My life could have been I, I, greatly diminished by the, the lack of. Yeah. <laughs> and again, I don't think we're, you know, my, my ask is to brainwash people. It's it's just to bring more awareness. Like I said, we've got over three and a half million and, and there are solar installations and, and there's a new one every 60 seconds. So I'm just want Hollywood to acknowledge it that it's actually out there and, and they are in, you know, more dense in some places like here in California, we're the biggest solar state around. And yeah, you can pretty much like even watching from, I live in, in a condo um, and the next building old over is another condo and there's solar panels right on top of the building. So again, it's, it, it is a lot more here everywhere. And as a result of that, you know, I, I, interact with my condo board a lot here. I'm not suggesting solar people are uh, the other uh, homeowners are, are, yeah. are suggesting why don't we have solar on our roof? Again, it's just a, like, like for you, it can be an inspiration, 
um, with your with, with your skateboard thing. But more than that, it's just to keep it top of mind that this is an option and um, and it's a necessary one, especially right now when we're in a, you know, from from my view, from everything that I've read, a climate crisis. <laughs> and, the, <laughs> um, and the thing is, it's, it's, it's not sci-fi. That may be like something to, to drill through yeah. by, by just putting solar in, in every Netflix show and everything. Just be like, just throw, throw a solar panel on top of like the main right. character's house. You don't even have to acknowledge it or say anything about it. Just exactly. make it normal because it's not it's not technology for the future. It's technology right. for right now. Yeah. I, yeah. Actually, you know, if, if you don't mind, uh, there is one thing I wanted to ask you. Uh, we kind of glossed over it. So okay. it's kind of jumping back a little bit. This is, I think, kind of ties into everything we're saying right now, which was when you were talking about they love making climate disaster movies. And, you know, I could list off plenty, but, uh, you know, climate disaster movies, they're huge. You know, they're probably only going to get more popular, you know, as art imitates life. But I was just wondering, I I, I keep throwing you and put like uh, just on the spot over and over and over again here. So but I would it. love it if you can you pitch me a concept for a climate solution movie? I mean, and just 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 an elevator pitch. I'm not asking for the for the script and the. <laughs> Again, I mean, you know, for, for me, it's the you know the man what what Republicans hate, <laughs> um, and and I and I it's not just Republicans. People don't like to be told what they can and can't do. Yeah. However, if there were a universal mandate like they have in California here that every new building has to have solar panels um, on there. And, you know, the politics of that and what it gets to pass a bill like that, um, you know, that that might be interesting in, in terms of that. But in terms of, um, gosh, uh, sorry, what was the question again? I'm, I'm losing ooh, the, the plot. Ooh, I, I have an idea. I know this is your question, but do you mind if I shoot one oh, out? Oh, please, because, yeah. Do, do you yeah. remember the movie uh, Moneyball with... Uh, yeah, Brad yeah. Pitt about how he like turned that yeah. like uh, baseball yeah. team around. Yeah. What if it was something like this, where like there's like a really smart, savvy guy, and you get someone like Brad Pitt who's real like you know charismatic, and they're like, "Hey, man, we got all this. We got a bunch of problems here with uh, we can't get this solar power shit to pop off in our city." And he's like, "I know." And then they just do a whole movie about this like incredibly charismatic and clever person. Yeah. It's, I mean, I don't know. That's just an idea. I was, I was just like, what if Moneyball? What if you just changed it and you, it wasn't baseball? It was solar because well, you know you're, you're you don't watch that movie to watch the pretend baseball games. You watch it because it was interesting to see what the manager did. I thought. Yeah, I think again for for season two, I, I tested things with like all this genre stuff. Um, but you know, when I watch movies and TV these days, it is violent. It is dark. I mean, yeah. we're seeing spy movies and everything else. And so, you know, for season two, I'm giving the public what they want. Like all yeah. the episodes are going to be ex mostly going to be kind of exciting and action oriented in some kind of way. So a lot of things that's been in the back in the in the news these days are about um, these, I guess, energy terrorists that are trying to shut down um taking pot shots at, at um, transformers and trying to shut down the grid. So there's yeah. going to be a solar one about that. There's also, I, 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 am always beating up on get basically, you know, game of Thrones and dragon stories. Cause I, I feel like 
why should people care about dragon stories more than <laughs> than solar stories? They do. Um, but okay, so I'm giving the public what they want in season two, and there will be a solar dragon, solar related dragon story, and uh, I'll 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 let oh, you. Oh yeah, but definitely watch, like uh, subscribe to that. You know. Did you ever see Rain of Fire? No. Okay, so this is a, a a dragon story, but it takes place in modern times. So they're and also it kind of like it throws a little shade on the mining industry. They're they're mining, they're mining, they're mining, they mine too fucking deep. They wake up huh. a dragon, and uh. the dragons have been peacefully sleeping deep underground this whole time. They come out, they just destroy the entire world. Obviously, the only people left to save us are Christian Bale and Matthew McConaughey. But thank goodness in an era of solar power, I don't see why they didn't have solar. Actually, they might have. I I haven't seen it's seen the movie in a long time. But you know, <laughs> I didn't uh you know, like they're, they're they're living in a castle. I don't I assume they're using generators of some sort. They have electricity, but they should have yeah, they should have just been like, No, we've got solar. That's why we have electricity. That easy, yeah. so easy. Write that in the script. Why does yeah. your ca- castle have electricity? We have solar yeah. panels. Duh, the end. Yeah. No. And, and, you know, it's hard to make it. I I go through a lot of ideas before I hit on one that I can create a story about it. So again, I'm, I, I do understand it is difficult at the same time. um, You know, just the simple things like you've been saying about putting it in the background, just the way that GM is going to be doing with electric cars and, and Netflix right now, you know, that's all I'm really asking for. And, and if you do have solar plots, even better on top of that. Who are going to tell you something? We are getting dangerously close to the lightning round. And oh, no. throughout this you podcast, I have. You didn't un- tell me about the lightning round. I have unintentionally. <laughs> oh, you're, you're going to love this next thing I have to say, too. I have unintentionally really put you on the spot and and not let you know about things I was going to bring up. Brought in like. Okay freaking articles from asshole senators and <laughs> thank you so thank you but the lightning round is where i i intentionally put you on the spot so okay. that's what <laughs> this is the part of the podcast where i start asking you questions myself. i started asking you questions uh super fast don't take time to think gut reaction the first thing that pops into your mind is, is <laughs> the answer uh, okay. okay today's lightning round was written by co-producer colleen i haven't even read it yet but i do know what it is so this is uh this is gonna be a high pressure creativity uh exercise because what your lightning round is is to take these pre-existing movies and shows and add solar in in some capacity, either to the plot oh, okay. or just a I way like to I like just a way this. to just find yeah. a way to get it in there in, the in a way with where, my Winnie the Pooh story. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just get it in there in a way to where yeah, uh it's visible. All right, man. Okay. If you're ready to ready to I do love, it, let's hit the lightning I love round. this. This is good. I'm good. All right. Uh, let's start it off. First one, uh, Wolf of Wall Street. Wolf of Wall Street. What's his name? What's his name? Uh, Jordan Belfort. Uh, Jordan, Jordan. Thank you. Oh, uh, you go, or Leonardo DiCaprio. I don't know if you want to be actor. Say, or... Yeah, Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, he is a big time solar project utility developer, and um, he somehow makes a deal that is i forget the plot of the movie i just know that he's bad um what did he do <laughs> he, he didn't pay his taxes i think was the main reason he went to prison but he started he was you know he's just a 
dirty, rotten Wall Street guy. He started out with penny stocks, ripping people off, and then he just started ripping off richer and richer and richer people and hiding right. all the money in Europe and in things he right. called rat holes. Right. So, yeah, same thing. Um, he he built a lot of solar projects that never actually get built. Uh, yeah. And, that's, then, and then, they, that, then they find them. Totally a Jordan Belfort move. Okay. <laughs> uh, but he gets all the tax credits, which are very, very big in the solar industry. Yeah, the he's doing tax oh, yeah. credit is and that's, uh, is a huge thing. And that's actually, you know, that's a great way to promote it because you're like, look at this uh, scumbag getting all these tax credits. You could do that. Honestly, you don't have to do it like he did it. Yeah. Oh, here, here's a good one, because this actually this franchise is moving further and further into the world of sci fi. So you can really go far with this. I hope I've uh, watched it. OK, go ahead. Oh, it's not out yet. This is uh, oh. Fast and Furious 10, the new one. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. So all those car thief dudes are now going to be doing a electric car race um, or electric <laughs> car it. theft of some sort. Yeah. And um, they have to, uh, again, get a charge somehow. And they got to break into a solar farm and hook up a DC to DC um, connection to charge up all their cars as they as they go. I love it. Ask any racer, any real racer. <laughs> you got to <laughs> go to a solar farm. All yeah. right, this one's going to be tough. I this looks actually kind of gnarly. Uh, Law and Order. Dum dum. Eh, gosh, again, um, you know, I don't want to say that you know solar installers are all saints. Um, again, that's that's kind of my. Uh, series, um, yeah, the Solar High series, in the sense that you know, in in the episode, you get a corrupt customs guy that allows them to be stolen, and maybe this the, that's the crime, and then the uh, you know the custom guys get caught, and so do our main characters. But that doesn't happen because again, in in season, I mean, in episode three, we find out that the solar developer that you know got his cam- panels hijacked is actually uh, an undercover FBI agent. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> it's um, funny. I've, I, yeah, because like you go in that direction. I I got kind of confused There's because there's a couple law and orders, and I've seen like SVU a lot more. Like That's like the special victims unit. And I feel yeah. like you're doing law and order organized crime. So at first yeah. I was confused. I was like, well, shouldn't yeah. somebody like just drop a solar panel on like someone and kill them? All right. Ooh, this is actually going to get a little bit harder even. Maybe. I don't okay. know. Jackass. I'll try. <laughs> uh, just sliding down a mountain on a solar panel. You know, it's going skiing with a solar panel. Something, something yeah. stupid like that. Just something that they can, some way to hurt themselves with a solar panel. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Next one. Magic Mike's last dance. Oh gosh, he's a dancer. You know, <laughs> at night, but he's a solar installer by day, and then he starts dancing on roofs. Okay. You know, yeah. In in terms of Magic Mike, like, yeah, I'm, I'm waiting for someone to do wh- whatever whatever song writer does it, but you know, like the solar power dance, and it becomes like a thing, like the Macarena. You know, I mean, yeah. like I everybody don't know what do that's the solar be. power. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hey, so, solar power. <laughs> we gotta get get solar more into music, into into dance, into art. Um, you know, again, it's really is gonna be all over very soon if it isn't already in your community. So we just gotta start showing that in pop culture. 
And, okay. and books, by the way, too. Next one. I feel like this one's kind of tough just in the sense that this is con- already considered by a lot of people to just be a perfect film. So okay. some people I'll make it even better some, with solar. <laughs> I was going to say some people might find it hard to improve upon this movie. Uh, the departed, the departed. Wow. It is one of my favorite movies too. Yeah. And um, that again is kind of my plot that I am doing the series plot, the solar heist, because that's about crime. And this, yeah. this would be instead of trading cocaine, it'd be trading, um, you know, solar panels and okay, um, you know that type of thing. So, so Jack Nicholson, um, Jack Nicholson's making some kind of like crazy deal, trying to sell a bunch of uh, black market solar panels instead, markets, of, instead yeah. of coke. Again, made with slave labor, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah of course. Honestly, and that makes him even more evil. Yeah. That works. That works. Yeah. All right. That was an easy one. That was an easy one. Man, I want to watch The Departed again. Tor, I've only got one last question for you, and it's the most important question of the day. That okay. is, uh, where can people find you, check you out, follow you? Where can they find your podcast? And anything yeah. else you would like to share? Thank you. Um, so the best way, I mean, I'm on all the plot, the podcast uh, streaming programs, so you can go check out season one there. Um, so Apple um, is you know, most convenient for a lot of people, but it's I'm on Google Play, um, Spotify, Amazon, all those great ones, Overcast. Um, so that's where you could listen to it and see some summaries and things like that. Um, in terms of, um, you know, blogs and signing up for newsletters, and hopefully I'll be doing some live Zoom readings eventually, go up, si- sign up at probablytruesolar.com. Uh, and you'll see the newsletter form there. And if you want to reach out to me and have a conversation about this, I'm all over Twitter. Um, so I've been on Twitter since you know the early years, and I'm known there. I started out with at Solar Fred, but um, I'd love to, yeah, please um, share your thoughts about when you listen to the episodes and what you thought. And if you've got other um, plot ideas or you know what, how we can get solar into more pop culture and art. Um, I'd love to hear it. There's, there is a movement called solar punk and that is fiction that is, but usually it's always about um, sci-fi solar fiction, which is great. But I, I, I again, I want to kind of make all of my stories be more, I want them to be um, much more contemporary in today's uh, because again, they're working today. Thank you for having me, Doug. And thanks for all those great surprise questions. I hope I answered them uh, <laughs> coherently enough. Um, no, yeah, you, it, you think on your feet very well. <laughs> uh, I appreciate it. You, it. It's been a lot of fun. Thanks for having me.